Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we highlight people and organizations who are doing great things and making a big impact in our community in a variety of different ways. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at Ellen Becker Investment Group. If you're a leader in your field of expertise, you probably have had quite a bit of professional leadership training over the years as you grew in your career. And there's no shortage of different leadership training opportunities out there, as well as dollars spent on it. In fact, in 2017, there was a training industry report done that stated that the annual expenditures on corporate learning was about $90 billion dollars. Over 35% of total corporate learning is on leadership development alone. Is it a good investment? They talked about a number of interesting things in that report, but what I found most interesting is that, number one, organizations don't feel that the leadership training is resulting in enough positive change to justify the investment. And two, the investment is not necessarily resulting in an inspired workforce. So the question again is, is it worth continuing to invest in leadership development? Well, the answer was a resounding yes, assuming that it's the right kind. So think about some professional training that you have had over the years. Did it make a positive change in you? Did it inspire you and help you to grow personally as well as professionally? I actually had the pleasure of attending a leadership training a few years ago and was very pleased that it hit many target areas for me, both uh, personally and professionally and spiritually. Once you experience that kind of training, you feel so refreshed, so inspired, you know, you're pumped up and you're ready to, uh, to have some more. Plus, you want to tell everyone about it so that they too can have a similar experience. So today we're going to talk about this awesome leadership training that takes place all across the country and beyond. Joining us today to tell us more is Nick Fowler, Executive Director of MKE Leaders, and Joellen Schwant, U.S. Field Director at Global Leadership Network. Welcome to the show today, Nick and Joellen. Good morning, Jill. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you so much for having us here. It's been a, it's a pleasure. You're welcome. You're welcome. We're excited to hear all about this leadership training. So let's uh, let's start with you, Nick. Tell us your story. Why why did you start MKE Leaders? Jill, thank you very much. Jill, I'm a businessman, and uh, I've been fortunate to work for some companies that were committed to the fact that training is essential if you're going to have excellence in your workforce, and so. In uh, 2015, my wife and I moved back from Europe, and I retired. But it was a couple of years before I'd really anticipated retiring, and I didn't know what I was going to do with my second half, if you will. I was invited to attend a leadership uh, event at Fox River Christian Church, and I thought, well, I've got time, and I like training. So, uh, So I decided to attend, and I was blown away. It was called the GLS, and I was just absolutely amazed at the quality of the training, And I was shocked because this was the only site in Milwaukee, and there was only 235 people there experiencing this great training. So I left there inspired, believing that that's what I was supposed to do with my second half. I was supposed to work so that and promote this fantastic training in Milwaukee 
so that, that people throughout the area could be trained to help make uh, improvement in their own lives, in their community, in their family, and at work. Mm, wonderful. Well, that's what it's about, they say. You know, it's the quality of the education, and you're saying that what you received is top-notch. I would say then that in the second year after that, we, uh, we began promoting the summit, and that's what uh, formed Milwaukee Leaders. We decided to, to create this nonprofit uh, as a, an enabler for promoting the Global Leadership Summit in Milwaukee. Okay, nice. Joellen, what about you? Tell us your story. Well, thank you, Jill. Um, about 13 years ago, I was hired at a church to become their community impact pastor, and uh, I inherited the role as the promotional strategist and the summit point leader for that site. Well, um, previous to coming into ministry within a church, I was a business leader in our community up in the Fox Cities for 20 years. I did event planning and weddings and all that kind of stuff. And as I experienced my first summit, I was looking in the room going, why is there not more people here? Um, there was 100 people in the room and the potential of this to really just cross the different sectors of business and nonprofit organizations, churches, all coming together to learn about the, the summit, I thought was is really interesting. And I thought, you know what, with the connections I have in business, with the connections I have in ministry, um, I'm going to inherit this role and I'm going to do it well. And so we took a site that was 100 people and we built it to 800 people. Wow. That site was, was a phenomenal experience with all that energy in the room, people together, learning together. It just inspired people to have conversations at lunchtime and across the table. And then it also inspired as they left to begin to do things within the community. Something that happened um, was at an event called Party in the Park began to get created in the Fox Cities, which was really uh, an idea from the church, but it was to help the school teachers in the community to be able to be providing the materials that they needed for their marginalized children to have what they needed. Um, and that just kept building year after year after year. And I hosted it for 10 years, and we were able to help so many families in the Fox Cities to be able to prepare children who are in the marginalized areas, be ready so that school teachers didn't have to cover the cost of those expenses. Um, later on in, in 2018, I was hired as a U.S. field director because I was so passionate about this. Uh, my field director said, you need to come work for us. <laughs> and so I decided, okay, let's do this. And it was just, um, it was just exciting. I meet with different leaders across this country, specifically uh, within the Northeast and um, within Michigan and Wisconsin. And, you know, right now we have 12 sites in Wisconsin that host the Global Leadership Summit. Some of them right here, Milwaukee Leaders. We have um, the Waukesha Fox River Church. We also have a church in uh, Grafton that's hosting it as well and several others as, as you would go onto our website and see. It's certainly uh, your passion. You can tell, you know, your excitement. It's contagious, right? So when you you talk passionately and excitedly about this training that you're getting. It just kind of pumps other people up, right? Yeah. Um, you mentioned that it was the best training that, that you've ever had. What, Nick, you mentioned that, and, and Joelle and you as well. What makes it so good? You know, what, what sets it apart from all the other training that's available? Jill, I would, uh, I would say people on websites and others say that content is king, uh, and, and the summit certainly has that. They carefully choose speakers usually 14 to 15 speakers that are uh, covering topics over the two days. The interesting part for me, I've never been diagnosed with ADD, but I get bored if a speaker isn't keeping my, my attention. And 
when you have 15 speakers over two days, if you're not into one speaker, he passes pretty quickly and now you're on to another one. And at the end of the two days, I've got four or five of those speakers that I want to follow up on, get their book, do more so that I can bring it back to my organization. Those are the technical things, but the most dramatic difference comes from the inspirational stories that are woven between the speakers. And that's something that other leadership training just doesn't have because that's what takes you away and makes you inspired to do more. I'm going to add to what Nick has to say because I really feel like the Global Leadership Summit, what it does is it really addresses the whole leader, the whole heart, the soul, the mind, the strength of the leader. And we select these uh, speakers in all the different areas that are going to impact a leader in their leadership. And so uh, we challenge and we inspire that leader to think differently, to be able to address issues in their leadership um, that are going to challenge them every day. We carefully search out the um, valid topics um, that are not just for business, but it's also for the organizational leadership. It's for the church leader. It's for any kind of leader that can put this to, to practice. And then also the heart and soul care of a leader. That's really key and important because we think of all the things that of a leader that we need to do, but we we need to really focus inward at times and think about the heart and the soul part that drives us. And then lastly, we keep it fun and entertaining. There's always the, the artists and the creative part of the Global Leadership Summit that just really keeps it light and airy and inspirational. Mm, nice. Has there been any research to determine if the GLS has measurable impact? Sure, Jill. Uh, th that's important because if you want businesses to send people to the summit, it has to give them a return on their investment. Mm -hmm. and, and in fact, there's been a third-party study of several thousand who've attended, and they've identified major statistics like 81% said increased job satisfaction, or 62% said they had trained others in leadership after attending the summit. But one of the most startling statistics for me was the smallest number, but I found it amazing. 10% of those who attended the summit said that they would have left their current job but were inspired to stay and stick it out and persevere to make their organization better rather than leave. I thought that was incredible. Hmm. And that kind of speaks to what we were talking about earlier, that organizations don't feel that the leadership training is resulting in enough positive change and that it's not resulting in an in inspired workforce. And so that speaks to those, those topics. Yeah, and there's um, some important results um, that come up, you know, from the summit are these stories of individuals that have gone through the summit, um, have experienced those two days, and it, it's impacted their life. A local story, uh, for instance, is um, in August of 2016, Bishop Walter Harvey attended the summit for his very first time. Uh, the next day in August 13, a riot developed in Sherman Park's area of Milwaukee over the sh shooting of Seville Smith. And Bishop Harvey organized other pastors and members of his church to go in and, and help to calm things down and to restore the order in the area. Um, we had prepared a, a video of this um, with the Global Leadership Summit. We call them Grander Vision Stories, and we shared his story on what he was doing. The one thing that he said, doing the right thing can't wait. You must lead. Follow to get at, or get out of the way is what he's saying is like we got to step in when these things happen we need to step in immediately and as a leader he saw the need to gather those together and to make an impact in in the community in the sherman park area mm -hmm. um and he is still making impact today 
by some of the things that he's experienced. And I think it's important that we let people know that that particular example was in a non-secular environment, but the Leadership Summit deals with the secular and the non-secular. So we want to make sure that people are aware of that. I'd give you a good example of that. It's very interesting to me that the summit is that place that kind of flips a switch for a number of people to cause them to finally commit to doing something that they really should have thought of doing or or been committed to. I I love the story that at the summit, an executive at Walgreens saw Tom's shoes model where you buy one pair of shoes and you give a pair of shoes. And he said, we can do this at Walgreens. And so Walgreens started the buy a vaccine, give a vaccine. And so when you go and get a vaccine at Walgreens, they will go to another country and give vaccines to those people. And here's impact for you. Their goal is to give 100 million vaccines by 2024. Wow. Wow. That's I did not know that. That's interesting. You know, talk about impact. You know, we love talking about inspiration and impact, which those stories uh, definitely talk about. Um, Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can make an impact by casting a stone in the waters to create many ripples. We're going to take a quick break, but when we return, Nick and Joellen are going to share how the GLS is making ripples around the world. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG. Milwaukee's philanthropic community with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Nick Fowler and Joe Ellen Schwantz. We're talking today about the Global Leadership Summit. Tell us what the global aspect of the summit is. Sure. So the global means that it just doesn't happen here in the United States. But on in August, beginning of August, we actually start in the United States and Canada. And then after that, we actually then take it out to the countries across the world. Uh, there are 135 countries along with uh, 59 languages that this is translated into. And what really makes it neat is some of the countries have actually even taken the Global Leadership Summit and developed it within their own country. So they have some of their own speakers added into it as well as the speakers that we have through our national site. Mm. And I would say it's so interesting, too, as a participant to hear speakers from around the world and their viewpoint on leadership and and where they take that. It's exciting. Um, So, Nick, MKE Leaders was formed to promote the GLS in Milwaukee. How's it going? Are you successful in that endeavor? We're we're doing really well. Uh, I'm a numbers guy, and so we we decided to to create a a metric that would help us measure how we're doing, which is kind of a market penetration for those of you who who, uh, do marketing. Uh, And there's 55 metro areas in the United States. There are over a million people. And we've calculated that when this started for us uh, five years ago, we were 42nd out of the 55 in terms of our penetration of the market, the number of people attending the summit versus our population. And over that time, we've gone from 42nd to 19th to 13th to 6th. So we're sixth overall, but we've got a long way to go. Uh, And now we've got uh, this, this has grown by, by having more locations and by having a change in the kind of location. This all started as training for church leaders. Well, it, the quality was so good that it's morphed from 80% of the people attending who were church leaders to 80% attending are from the marketplace. 
but many people are reluctant to attend world-class leadership training in a church. So about three years ago, we began having a neutral site, if you will. And uh, so we were at UWM, and then we were at Marquette, and this summer we're going to be at the new Brookfield Conference Center. And it's helped uh, uh, spur our growth, if you will. Yeah. Well, what, what else do you think has, has driven the growth? We've had great collaboration through a number of other organizations. We've been working with others who recognize that leadership is important so that improving leadership and the decision-making and the collaboration with other organizations, it's just true that when a leader gets better, everybody wins. Mm, love it. Uh, so collaboration is key, as we talk about a lot on this show, and, and you engage with and collaborate with many others so that you can meet your goal, uh, one of which we'll hear from later. Um, what would you say, Nick, is MKE Leaders' greatest needs then right now? Jill, our whole mission is to get people trained. So the first thing is we need your listeners to register to attend uh, GLS 21. They can go to our website, www.mkeleaders.com, and do that. But we need churches and other organizations to become partners so that we can collaborate, so that they can uh, bring, bring people uh, to the summit. And by doing so, they get a great rate to attend. Lastly, if people um, like what we're doing, we need, to, we need their contributions uh, to provide scholarships and sponsorship for the venue costs. Well, I like what you said, Nick, about when a leader gets better, everyone wins. I think everybody can buy into that, right? Right. And I've seen it actually happen firsthand. You know, when leaders come together, they begin to dream together. And in your community, you start to see cross-pollination begin to happen, where you start to see leaders from different sectors that start to engage with each other. And they begin to dream together for their community. They begin to ask those vital questions of what does our community need for us to be doing? And so we start to see businesses collaborating with churches, collaborating with non profits and the whole community is starting to come together and begin to build more vision towards that particular area where they live in. It's organic, it's happening across this nation, and it's not the same in every community. Really, it's the questions that are being asked. What do we need to do to serve our community? And where are the gaps that are not being filled? And then as people are dreaming together for their community, we're starting to see those gaps begin to fill. You know, and from government for us going in and talking with counting agencies, with us talking with the governmental agencies, with uh, school teachers, and even the healthcare workers and stuff, we're beginning to see more and more engagements where we're seeing churches that are opening their doors for vaccinations. We're starting to see that uh, schools are beginning to ask for help from churches because of the marginalized children that are attending that need assistance. And the biggest volunteer base is the church. And so you begin to draw those people in, becomes a time of community connecting, unifying our community, and beginning to really love where we live. Mm. It doesn't really matter if it's secular or non-secular. It's just coming together to serve a greater purpose, right? right. And I like how you guys um, collaborate and partner with a number of other organizations. And I want to make sure people are understanding that this Global Leadership Summit is open to everybody. It started out as a non-secular uh, type of, of training, but it is so good, you guys. I mean, I've been there. I've been through it. It's wonderful. Uh, you leave so, so passionate about making a difference. And 
wanting to have an impact, and that's really what it's all about. So we want to make sure people understand that it is available to anyone uh, all over the world. As we've said, Global Leadership Summit, right? And we're seeing major corporations that are valuing the Global Leadership Summit and using it for training. And we're also beginning to see where ERGs, the uh, diversity inclusion groups, are actually looking for potential speakers and different things to be able to engage their employees with. And this has become a resource to them. You know, at globalleadership.org, we have available resources to everyone to lead yourself your organization, and others. And so, and that's all free resources that are there. And then you attend the Global Leadership Summit, you get inspired every year, and you connect in your community to make a difference. What's really neat is it it goes beyond just the individual participating. So if I participate, uh, which I did two years ago, I believe it was, after I went through the training, then I had access to a lot of the content that was out there. And it's just a great way to, again, share with others the quality of of what's being shared. It's yeah. just it's just really fantastic. Well, you have something new and exciting this year that I find particularly of interest for obvious reasons. Do you guys want to tell us about that? Sure, Joe. We're excited about uh, being at the new Brookfield Conference Center. It's an outstanding venue, and we're planning a very special local segment that we, we hope will continue for years. We will be highlighting a number of Milwaukee area nonprofits. Our goal is to give our attendees exposure to the good work that these organizations are doing, as well as understand how those organizations are collaborating to be most effective at achieving their missions. We hope that that your listeners will register themselves, register their entire team, because that's what makes the training even more valuable when you come back and you have common training that you can build upon as an organization. Come join us August 5th and 6th. And didn't you say, too, that there are organizations out there, large corporations, I should say, that are sending lots of people to this, to this great training? It's, it's pretty amazing. When, when an organization understands the impact that the summit can have for them, it's the most cost-effective, uh, accessible training that's the highest quality anywhere. So it's one that really goes against the, the concern that people have of not having, not being a good investment. The summit is cheap by comparison to others, and it's better. Mm. It's, it's impactful and it's inspirational. So I, I recommend it, highly recommend it to anybody and everyone. So um, let's throw out there the contact information for both of you in case we have some listeners who want to reach out to you and ask some more questions. Again, my name is Nick Fowler. You can uh, get me by just going to mkeleaders.com and uh, click on it. You can email me at npfowler at mkeleaders.com. And you can reach me through the Global Leadership Network. Our national website is globalleadership.org, but my email address is joellen.schwant at globalleadership.org. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Nick and Joe Ellen, for participating in our interview today and sharing how MKE leaders and the GLS are helping to support people looking to make an impact locally and around the world. Thank you so much for having us, Joe. Thanks, Jill. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. You're welcome. So we talked about how MKE Leaders and the GLS is working in partnership with other organizations to bring about effective change and inspiration. So stay tuned, and when we return, we'll talk with one of those nonprofits that they're partnering with. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. 
You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. My next guests today are here to talk about how their nonprofit is helping to support the GLS, as well as connect with and support people who are looking for spiritual resources to strengthen their community. So welcome to the show today, Lori and Gary Hendrickson, Executive Directors of BASICS, which is an acronym for Brothers and Sisters in Christ Serving Together. Thank you so much, Jill, for having us on. You are welcome. We understand the importance of connecting. We talked about that in the previous segments, um, both personally, professionally, and spiritually. So tell us about BASICS and how you guys connect with others. Well, we often talk about the difference between a wall and a bridge. Yeah, a wall is built to either keep something in or out. A bridge is also built to connect two ends that are currently not connected. Tell us your personal story. How did you guys come to the work that you're doing? Well, actually, we grew up in the southwest suburb of Milwaukee, and we grew up in a a time and a place where it's really easy to live without ever encountering anybody that looks different from ourselves. And so we had no no problem with division, no problem with race, um, because there was no difference. <laughs> it was We served in the local church for most of our adult life, and it wasn't actually until we were called to do some work in Rwanda, Africa, that we started to be able to encounter people that were completely different than us, and found just the beauty and the richness of the culture. Mm. So that kind of drove us to thinking about how do we treat people in Milwaukee? How are people treated in Milwaukee? And what? how do we handle the differences? It was also through our experience with the GLS, which we spoke about in the last segment, that God used that event and those events to create a grander vision in us for a a ministry that's bigger than the work of the local church. So we actually partner alongside local churches to help unite. Okay. Well, you you hit on something before that that I love, and that is, you know, you talk about being impacted somewhere else, Mm -hmm. and then you say, okay, let me learn from that and bring that back locally, you know, to have an impact. And Karen Ellenbecker talks about that when she went to Africa and – uh, how it greatly impacted her. And when she came back here, she's like, okay, that was wonderful. And, and I learned a lot and I grew um, spiritually and, and personally and professionally, obviously. Um, and how can I make a difference now in our local area? And so that's that's a really neat thing to consider, for each of us to consider, right? Um, tell us more about what BASICS does. You talked a little bit about it before, but can you elaborate more? Absolutely. Um you know, when it comes to nonprofits, um, basics is a lot different. Um, usually, um, for most nonprofits, there's a specific mission that they want people to join. Um, in basics, it's not like that. I'd like to um, to remember the old cartoon Popeye the Sailor Man, as he's reaching out for his his can of spinach. He says, I've had all I can stands. I can't stands no more. As he fixes the problem, right? 
but not in a physical way. That's not where, where we're at. But we are desperately looking for the Popeye-type Christians that who have a holy discontent. Mm. They need to fix something. They see it. God tells them, this is what I'm calling you for to take care of. And that's what basics is, is mm. we are an umbrella to bring people like that in and we care for them. We provide, you know, all those things that the management has to do, you know, um, the accounting side of making things operate efficiently. Um, we give payrolls out, you know, uh, expense reports, all of that stuff. And they don't have to have a board. They can use ours, you know, so they come underneath us. So we are very unique in this way. Hmm. So, so we are looking for those Popeyes. Hmm. And that's interesting because it made me think of a song. I forget who does it on K-Love, but, you know, if not me, then who? Yes. You know, God says, I created you to go mm-hmm. out and do something. And if we sit in our complacency, nothing's going to get done, right? Exactly. And say, gee, somebody should really do something about that. <laughs> and, and God is saying, I created you. Go out and do something, right? Exactly. So we've got one of our ministers to Milwaukee who hasn't had an idea to put together a mobile media van because the problem was that there wasn't really positive programming happening as much in the city. So he took an old x-ray vehicle, outfitted it with LED screens on both sides. So now he's got a movable screen that can roll right into a park, right into a street, right into a block party and play positive Christian programming in a way that impacts people. Mm. He just wants to do the ministry. We provide all the support to do that. Okay. He came up with a solution. Yes. Mm -hmm. He found a way. If you build it, they will come. Yes. (laughs) And that's, except when COVID hits. And then everything gets shut down. Right, and everything gets pushed back, right. Um, You guys are doing some really great things. What what are some things that you're most proud of? Mm. I'm thinking back to uh, some of the outreaches that we've been able to do, um, outreaches where we've partnered urban and suburban followers of Christ working shoulder to shoulder to do things like neighborhood cleanups and adopt-a-block parties. We take, sometimes it'll be a crew of over 100 volunteers um, serving almost 700 people through a neighborhood outreach. But when they see a diverse group of volunteers coming they look and they say, wow, what's God doing? Because people like you typically aren't in my neighborhood. Uh, unity instead of divisiveness, right? Yes. I mean, there's enough of that out there. We want to mm-hmm. make a change, right, yeah. in that in that regard. Yeah. I'm, I'm also just uh, really proud of allowing people to soar, you know, because when you, when you find the right people that want to that serve God, doors open up and just watching what happens when that occurs is just fantastic Mm. Um, another thing that that we're really proud about is that we have the uh, privilege to ordain four retired police officers and we ordain them to go back into Milwaukee Police Department and be a chaplain for them Wow. And that is huge. Oh, I imagine. You think about all the people they're impacting. That is. And they are impacted by, right, right. potentially. Yes. 
Wow. It just goes back to that quote that I said earlier from Mother Teresa. I alone cannot change the world, but I can make an impact Mm -hmm. by casting a stone on the waters to create many ripples. You know, it's it's wonderful to hear about how nonprofits are creating those that ripple effect that then reaches out to the community uh, on a grander scale. Sounds like all these great things you're doing are really bringing people together. Right. Black, white, brown, people from various backgrounds, various neighborhoods. This is something that is so needed in Milwaukee. Uh, December 2018 report published by the Brookings Institute shows Greater Milwaukee as the single most segregated metropolitan area in the entire United States. Nearly 80% of the residents live in neighborhoods comprised of only people who are the same race as themselves. So stay tuned because when we come back, Lori and Gary are going to share what they're doing to connect people from different backgrounds with a goal of mutual love, respect, and unity. We'll be right back after our commercial break. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach, and I'm talking today in these last segments with Lori and Gary Hendrickson from Basics in Milwaukee. So I mentioned uh, in the last segment that there was a 2018 Brookings Institute report that showed Milwaukee as the single most segregated metro area in the United States. Now, we talk about how on this show we tackle tough topics, um, challenging issues. Uh, We don't ever want to sweep anything under the rug, but we want to just make sure people are aware that this is indeed a statistic, um, but we choose to focus on the positive. What has been your take on this Milwaukee divide? You know, as I said earlier, Jill, in Milwaukee, it's really easy to live on this side of town or that side of town and never engage with anybody who looks any different than yourself. And we found that to be really true in the church as well. Dr. Martin Luther King said that 11 a.m. on Sunday morning is the most segregated hour of the week. So we started to think, what would happen if the church, urban and suburban, worked together? How would people see Jesus? So we began to attend a historically black church in the heart of the city, and they've got a really huge heart for serving the community. We learned so much about the hardship in the neighborhood and it was, it's been working shoulder to shoulder with them, rolling up our sleeves and bringing in to, together urban and suburban resources that have really been able to make a difference in the community. I'm thinking of a time early on in basics when we had a couple in our home. And Gary, you want to share what happened with that and where God took that? Yeah, for sure. I take the Milwaukee Divide is a mess. Just it's, it's a mess. Um, and that's why we started a front row seat. And, and front row seat um, started, a gal of color came up to me and said, if you're serious about, about racial reconciliation, you need to watch the movie 13th. And it's, and it's based on a documentary on the 13th Amendment, which is all about black incarceration. Now, remember, we came from the uh, suburbs and um, where there was no person of color in my graduating class. And um, so here I am watching this, and I'm bawling. I'm like, why don't 
I ever hear about this stuff? Why didn't I hear this in school? In you know, just I was I was so angry at myself, I guess, for not understanding this stuff. And especially when we were going to a mostly all black church at the time for quite a few years and not having any of these discussions. Mm-hmm. And here we're trying to, you know, help Milwaukee out and bridge the gap here. And I'm not understanding any of this. Why don't I know this? And why aren't we talking about it? And so I called up my my friend from the church and I said, hey, I just watched 13th and there was silence on the end of the phone. And he said, you did? I said, yeah, and I'm not happy. And he said, well, why? And I said, because I didn't know any of this stuff and we've never talked about it. All these years that we've been hanging together, we've never talked about this. And he said, again, silence. And then he came back and he said, I'm sorry, we thought you knew. And right there, my heart was really angry at that point because here I'm, here I'm attending this, this church and building these relationships and thinking that everything was going really well. So as I, after that, I heard God say, you need to bring everybody to a front row seat. So everyone has a chance to talk. So what we've started to do, and actually back in two, 2018, we started to host events um, in churches because they create a neutral ground um, for people of all color. And at these events, we start with a panel discussion, just sharing the stories of how we grew up so that we can find the similarities and the difference. We ask people um, questions like, you know, tell us about a time when or an experience that you had when you became aware that your color factored in, Hmm. that the color of your skin factored in. And it's just so enlightening to hear we do this in a biblical context within the churches, and to date we've hosted, I think it's probably nine or ten of these events um, in inner city churches, in churches right out here in Pewaukee, um, and all throughout the metro area, bringing people together um, for the, the goal of uniting. But the, the end run is the relationship. It's building those relationships because in Milwaukee, we often, we lack two things. We lack the proximity because of our segregation. Um, But if we do work with folks that are different than us, a lot of times we don't have safe places to have those conversations. Hmm. So that's what we build is safe places to have conversations around race in the metro Milwaukee area. We've got a lot of pastors that we work with who will say to us, you know, we'd love to have this conversation, but, you know, Mike. My congregation is 98% black. My my congregation is 99% white. How can we have these conversations? And that's what we do. We bring people together. COVID has actually given us opportunities. Um, we, we're one of those organizations that, you know, thank God has been able to thrive in COVID because it's taken our conversations online. You know, we're using a Zoom platform. So now we're actually able to reach beyond the Milwaukee area um, in fact, one of our most recent conversations, we had a couple zoom in from Rwanda um, wow. and be able to share their story and their perspective because of the things that have happened in Rwanda that and lessons that are learned that we can apply here in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. What a great place to share a lesson, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They've been through such horrendous things. And, and they're they rebuilding, learn. rebuilding those operations, those, those relationships. In fact, um, one of the things that we've been blessed to do through BASICS 
Although we focus on the Metro Milwaukee area, we've also been blessed to teach a relationship skills workshop in Rwanda, the first of its kind in Rwanda. And I remember a young man coming up to me on the break of one of the workshops, and we had been talking about forgiveness. And he came up to me and he said, but Lori, how do I forgive my neighbor when it is my neighbor who killed my family? Mm. And that's very real. And those are some of the things, unfortunately, that we're starting to see in Milwaukee. So bringing, bringing teaching in, biblical teaching in about forgiveness, how to handle stress, how, how to relate to one another, building those relationship skills, and then helping people to put them into practice is huge. And that's a lot of what BASICS does through our programming, through our, through our multicultural Bible studies, through our events that are bringing people together to serve shoulder to shoulder, and also just through those relationships. I think it's wonderful how you are um, trying to put together some programs or services that reach across the aisle, right? In many ways, sometimes the church aisle, some you know, in in different neighborhoods, um, diverse groups. It's it's wonderful, and and it's something that we really need for racial healing. Um, and you do these things in order to promote peace and unity. So that's that's wonderful. Um, you had shared with me a quote by Dr. John Perkins that said, when we come together, it's a start. When we work together, it's progress. When we stay together, it's success. So my question is, how can we in the community come alongside you, work together with you for maximum success? There's a lot of really great ways to get involved. And actually, you can check our website at basicsinmke.org or give us a call at 414-372-7200 to um, just check on some of the events that are coming up. Um, Our front row seat events, um, which are dialogues for understanding race together, happen on pretty much a monthly basis. And so you can check with our website and see when the next one of those is happening. Um, but we we're looking for people who love God, who love people, and who want to be a part of building bridges across the divides in Metro Milwaukee. So if if you've got a thought or an idea for a ministry, come talk to us about that. But otherwise, it's sometimes it's even the simple things, like providing appreciation notes for officers or for Milwaukee public school teachers. We do projects in the city where we'll go in with encouragement lunches, helping provide um, resources for some of the schools that are really struggling. Um, and that's, a, that's just a real joy to do. And something that everybody can do, and it doesn't cost a thing, and that is to pray. Absolutely. You know, pray for basics. Pray for GLS. Pray for those that are different from ourselves and the challenges that they experience. Pray for peace. Pray for unity. You know, we can all do that. Um, throw out your contact information one more time. Sure. It's basicsinmke.org or 414-372-7200. And you can also find us on Facebook at Basics in MKE. Okay. Well, thank you. Lori and Gary for being here today and participating in our interview. We appreciate how you're making a difference in our community. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Jill, and and thanks to Ellen Becker. We are just very, very grateful to be here today. You are welcome, and we're grateful that you are uh, with us today, so thank you. 
Uh, and again, I want to thank Nick Fowler from MKE Leaders and Joe Ellen Schwant from the GLN, Global Leadership Network, for sharing their love of the GLS and how leaders can participate. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today or if you'd like to be considered as a guest on the show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. So join us next Sunday morning at 10 for Milwaukee's philanthropic community to learn more about the ways people and organizations are contributing to our goal of informing, inspiring, and impacting people and making a difference in a variety of ways. You can tune in to News Talk 1130 on your radio, or you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer. You can now listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. You can also visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows. And what's exciting is you can listen on demand now at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. So no matter where you are in the world, as long as you have an Internet connection, you can get to us. Hopefully you were informed by the people we talked to today and they inspired you to check out the Global Leadership Summit this year. And as a result, you can learn how you can make an impact and make a difference in your circle of influence. If you found this information helpful, consider telling people about it. Share it. It's a great way to be a blessing to others as well as to give a blessing to others, which is what it's all about, right? Stay safe, stay well, and have a great day.